Between the essential reads and the English essentials, I spend a lot of time writing scripts. Now, I could do this from home, but it's a lot nicer to get out of the house and work in a coffee shop or a cafe. I could use my phone data to check articles and research for my scripts, but that can get expensive fast. It's so much easier to use the Wi-Fi at my favourite coffee shops. Well, thanks to Surfshark VPN, I don't have to worry about public Wi-Fi networks stealing my data. I simply choose from one of their 3,200 plus servers in 100 countries and continue working without having to worry about anyone stealing my data. Use the link in the description or episode notes to get Surfshark VPN today for as little as $2.30 a month on a two-year plan. And work worry-free wherever you please. We've all gone to websites only to be presented with a pop-up asking if we'll accept the cookies. Well, did you know that by accepting those cookies, you're allowing that website to collect data on you? These websites will then sell your information to data brokers, who will then create a digital profile of you which can be used by banks, advertisers, and scammers against you. Well, thanks to Incogni, you no longer need to worry about your data being stolen and sold. Incogni is a tool that will remove your data from these companies for you. All you need to do is sign up, allow Incogni to work for you, and they will contact data brokers on your behalf and guarantee that your digital ID is removed from the internet. Use the link in the description and episode notes and get Incogni today for $6.49 per month on a year plan and protect your data and digital ID. Hello, and welcome to the Essential Reads podcast. I'm Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of audiobooks from your favourite classic authors such as Orson Welles, Robert Louis Stevenson, John Steinbeck, and many more. Come join me on this journey to help get these books to the masses in an easy, accessible way. Let's start. Hello, and welcome to the Essential Reads podcast. I'm Isaac, and my goal is to bring to you a bunch of audiobooks from your favourite classic authors such as Orson Welles, Robert Louis Stevenson, John Steinbeck, and many more. Come join me on this journey to help get these books to the masses in an easy, accessible way. Let's start. The Grapes of Wrath by John Steinbeck Chapter 21 The moving, questing people were migrants now. Those families which had lived on a little piece of land, who had lived and died on forty acres, had eaten or starved on the produce of forty acres, had now the whole west to rove in. And they scampered about, looking for work. And the highways were streams of people, and the ditch banks were lines of people. Behind them, more were coming. The great highways streamed with moving people. There, in the middle and southwest, had lived a simple aggregan folk who had not changed with industry, who had not farmed with machines or known the power and danger of machines in private hands. They had not grown up in the paradoxes of industry. Their senses were still sharp to the ridiculousness of the industrial life. And then suddenly the machines pushed them out, and they swarmed on the highways. The movement changed them. The highways, the camps along the road, the fear of hunger, and the hunger itself changed them. The children without dinner changed them. The endless moving changed them. They were migrants, and the hostility changed them, welded them, united them, 
hostility that made the little towns group and arm as though to repel an invader. Squads with pick handles, clerks and storekeepers with shotguns, guarding the whole world against their own people. In the West, there was a panic when the migrants multiplied on the highways. Men of property were terrified for their property. Men who had never been hungry saw the eyes of the hungry. Men who had never wanted anything very much saw the flare of want in the eyes of the migrants. And the men of the towns and of the soft suburban country gathered to defend themselves. And they reassured themselves that they were good and the invaders bad, as a man must do before he fights. They said, These goddamn Okies are dirty and ignorant. They're degenerate sexual maniacs. These goddamned Okies are thieves, and they'll steal anything. They've got no sense of property rights. And the latter was true, for how can a man without property know the ache of ownership? And the defending people said, They'll bring disease. They're filthy. We can't have them in schools. They're strangers. How'd you like to have your sister go out with one of them? The local people whipped themselves into a mould of cruelty. Then they formed units, squads, and armed them, armed with clubs, with gas, with guns. We own the country. We can't let these Okies get out of hand. And the men who were armed did not own the land, but they thought they did. And the clerks, who drilled at night, owned nothing. And the little storekeepers possessed only a drawful of debts. But even debt is something. Even a job is something. The clerk thought, I get $15 a week. Suppose a goddamn Okie would work for 12 And the storekeeper thought, how could I compete with a debtless man? And the migrants steamed in on the highway, and their hunger was in their eyes, and their need was in their eyes. They had no argument, no system, nothing but their numbers and their needs. Where there was work for a man, ten men fought for it, fought with a low wage. If that fellow will work for 30 cents, I'll work for 25. If he'll take 25, I'll do it for 20. No, me, I'm hungry. I'll work for 15. I'll work for food. The kids, you ought to see them. Little boils, like, coming out, and they can't run around. Give them some windfall fruit, and they bloated up. Me, I'll work for a little piece of meat. And this was good, for wages went down and prices stayed up. The great owners were glad, and they sent out more handbills to bring more people in. And the wages went down, and the prices stayed up. And pretty soon now, we'll have serfs again. And now, the great owners and companies invented a new method. A great owner bought a cannery, and when the peaches and the pears were ripe, he cut the price of fruit below the cost of raising it. And as cannery owner, he paid himself a low price for the fruit and kept the price of canned goods up and took his profit. And the little farmers, who owned no canneries, lost their farms, and they were taken by the great owners, the banks, and the companies, who also owned the canneries. As time went on, there were fewer farms. The little farmers moved into town for a little while and exhausted their credit, exhausted their friends, their relatives. And then the roads were crowded with men ravenous for work, murderous for work. 
And the companies, the banks, worked at their own doom, and they did not know it. The fields were fruitful, and the starving men moved on the roads. The granaries were full, and the children of the poor grew up ratchetic, and the pustules of Pellegras swelled on their sides. Great companies did not know that the line between hunger and anger is a thin line, and money that might have gone to wages went for gas, for guns, for agents and spies, for blacklists, for drilling. On the highways, the people moved like ants and searched for work, for food, and the anger began to ferment. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. And if you really want to support me, share this chapter with your friends, family, and whoever you feel would enjoy it. And if you really wish to support me, head to my Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. If you choose to follow the podcast, you'll have three new chapters per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Once again, I thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye. Thank you so very much for listening. If you enjoyed, please leave a review. And if you really want to support me, share this chapter with your friends, family, and whoever you feel would enjoy it. And if you really wish to support me, head to my Patreon. The link is in the episode notes. If you choose to follow the podcast, you'll have three new chapters per week, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Once again, I thank you for listening. And until next time, bye-bye.